I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Change My Mind has been the protector of the podcast world for generations, Nick. A mantle passed from one mediocre host to the next. And now, because your friend murdered murdered my father, check that, I also wear the mantle of Change My Mind. I am Wesley Sykes. Through the other side of the ether is the Njobo to my Wakabi, Mr. Nicholas J. S. Fryer, Dora Malaje for hire. I gotta say that the analogy that you do, at, like, I always, there's it always makes sense to me. Like whether or not I, I agree with it or love it or whatever, um, like that's one thing. But this one does not make sense to me just because these two characters, like, they're never really like they never cross paths. They don't talk like they don't talk about each other. It's just like this is what's what's um. Killmonger's father and then um, T'Challa's like you know ex best friend seems like an odd one for you. Is that true? I see. I wrote this uh, weeks ago when we thought we were going to uh, be doing this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I forget who that actually is. Uh, Njobu. Yep. So that's so, Killmonger's dad. Yes. Which I mean, okay, like, hey, you well, want to say? That's ah, to me. There we kill- go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. You learned something new. Uh, all right, it's that kind. Of, it's gonna be that kind of day. All right, cool. All right, got all it. Right. So now it makes more. Now it makes perfect sense to me. Yes, because it, it, because it was a, just a mistake. It was just mm. yeah. Sheer, let's just pick two names out of a hat. There's okay. chaos here. Yes. Yeah. You cho- oh, hey, look at this. We got our own Will Smith in the DSG too. Today you chose chaos. Got it. Oh, absolutely here. Uh, and we, we, we'll be talking about that a little bit here, of course. But uh, if you haven't already guessed, we'll be cracking back open the MC Rewatch Vault to review 2018's Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler, starring the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Should be fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. This is because <laughs> it, it was the t- when the, the movie came out. It was like, of course, people were talking about the quality of the movie, but everything else, the social impact of this movie coming out, being part of the MCU, Oscar nominated, um, Oscar nominated, everything that's surrounded. It, it's just, um, to me, it's just, um, it's it's like at, at, like looking what rewatching this because I hadn't rewatched it in so long. Thinking back to at that point when it came out, it's like, I got, I definitely went in, watched it and enjoyed it, but I was thinking so much more about the social aspect of it where I didn't process the movie as like fully as I might with another movie, any, like any other MCU movie pretty much. And going back and rewatching it, like, like I have a slightly different opinion. I don't want to give it away. We'll talk about it more of course. Um, when we get to that uh, later on in the show. But first we want to get to trending now, right? Yes, yes, of course. It also feels like 2018, four years ago, uh, feels like an eternity. It feels like this movie came out so long ago. This movie came out, you're right, four years ago. Right, ah, yeah, this this time oh. loop, this COVID time loop here, you know? I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. It feels like for, it was something like, uh, um, I saw something recently, it was like five years ago, Logan came out. Logan, I mean, uh, that can't be right. 2017, I think that was 2017. Anyway. What? Uh, w- we, I'm still in a little bit of time loop. I'm a little bit jet lagged here. Nick, mm. you were uh, recently jet lagged yourself. We were both in uh, areas, parts unknown together, separately, but together. Uh, in San Diego, parts less unknown now. Whom do you think I saw more of during my trip to California, Nick? Uh, homeless people or beautiful people? Oh, it's not even a question. Well, first of all, there was a lot of both. 
Ho- I was going to say Hollywood is home to the beautiful people. I guess maybe that's more of the fake people. Um, but then in San Diego, where you were, definitely the homeless people. Yeah, because yeah, I was in Orange County for a little bit, spent some oh, time right. in, in, in Laguna Beach, uh, La Jolla Cove. You know, a lot of lot of beautiful people did some hiking. Uh, everyone there, like, yeah, you know, all, all the girls there are, are very well. Women are all well, well put together. The guys are like strong jawed and and tall and brawny and like everyone there is just a very handsome but that's not what i was uh uh struck by because i was kind of expecting that you know that's hollywood tinseltown all that kind of stuff right the homeless people situation uh it's it's exactly like you read about there within i would say 45 minutes of arriving in san diego get into the airbnb and then just kind of like walking around town quickly we saw a dead person like a legit dead person lying down uh, by one of the along the train station there, oh, face down, and a woman calling police, being like, "I, I th- do I have to stay here? Like, I think she just stumbled upon this uh, this person as well. Oh my! And called the nine one one, and it was like we were like, "Do we? Should we call? Like, what's going on?" Welcome okay. to San Diego. Well, I mean, I know us like I was. So I've been to California three times now. First time though was I was you know on the bus going to the stadium, ton, bunch. So I wasn't you know getting really to walk around town much. Um, that was in L.A. by USC. Um, then in um, what was it with the uh, then when I when I went out for a wedding a few years back, you know, I was kind of, I went out a little bit in San Diego, but didn't get as much exposure because dealing with all the old groomsmen stuff and whatnot. But for sure, this, right. this time around, I got hit with like just seeing all the homeless people. I totally forgot. And I remember the South Park joke years ago. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. It was, it was wild. Didn't see that though. That's crazy. We were we were thrown off, and like Jules was like, I, I don't see like that. You know, he was laying down on his stomach and kind of like with his head on his hands and his head like kind of like with his hands up, kind of making like a hoops. I, I guess I don't know how to describe that in audio form, but mm. I couldn't see. We couldn't see his chest move, and then I'm like, I don't know if this guy's like doing drugs on heroin. Like he probably has a lower heart rate beats per second anyway. Like I I, I didn't know. I almost wanted to like. You know, poke him with a. St- I, don't, I don't know. Do you try to wake him up? I don't. I don't know. Like I didn't. I didn't know what to do. So I don't know. We I think- kept going at that point in time. But uh, the home. It, it's such a start. We both lived in New York City. My wife and I. And like we were saying, like you. You almost kind of expect it. It's such like a big, compact city that they're almost. They almost kind of blend in. Mm. They're in alleyways or things like that. But like mm. San Diego is a little bit more spread out. It's open. It's no so- alleys in San Diego either. It's so beautiful. Everything's like very nice and new. All the buildings and it's like mm-hmm. they it sticks out like a sore thumb. There, it's crazy. It, didn't crazy even think issue. of the alley alleyway part with New York. Yeah, it totally makes sense why like they, they can kind of they would hide a little bit more and they have to. I mean, with the weather and everything too, it gets brutal up here. Um, but yeah, San Diego, no alleyways. But like that was like a whole thing. At least in, in the Newtown part of San Diego, that was yeah. like, we went on like a tour when I was there and learned that. That's that that explains why they're part of why they're like camped out on street corners like legitimately on the corners yeah yeah exactly yeah and also not a big fan like it, it seems like it's a grid system which uh i kind of like driving around but there it's all four-way stop signs with the the people having it's, the right of way so it's it's very yeah. difficult to drive yeah that's a good point i didn't get we adjusted didn't, to we yeah. didn't drive we, we didn't yeah. do a car we did you know you we're not as fancy as you guys and what you you did but uh oh, top uh, down convertible with the Camaro yeah. baby. I want to let you brag about it. But yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, very impressive. But I do want to hear more about uh some of the, the fun stuff that you guys did yes. when we get so, to the discharge depot a little bit later on. 
yeah, I just wanted to right off the top tell you about the homeless situation in of San course. Diego. It's, it's, it's wild. It's true. It's real. Yeah, it's uh, that's but when I've been talking to people who I haven't seen since my trip, I've been like saying, Did you know like how much of an issue it's that in the zoo? But we'll yeah, save the zoo right. talk for later, right? Exactly. Uh, yes, and, and on the topic of real or stage, it, of course, a very real homeless problem in San Diego. Uh, I, we want to transition to something that may not be real or may be real. I don't know, it's up to Nick here. Uh, we're talking about Will Smith in the Oscars, who of course smacked Chris Rock after. He made a uh, joke about uh, his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, last night, Sunday, as a crow flies there, Nick. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you've heard. It's, it, yeah, it is. I mean, I went and did a Celtic spot, uh, and then I wound up talking about Will Smith versus Chris Rock and all this. Um, so I, the question is, is it real or staged? I know that's the conundrum you're kind of dealing with right now. Um, I know we saw, I, I think Lauren was telling me she saw like video of someone talking afterwards, uh, like about, yeah, I, like a manager. I think, I think Denzel Washington also kind of came up and said something. There's like some overhead footage. Yes. Yeah. See. Denzel, yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry, apparently right, Bradley Cooper yeah. too. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I think that, I mean, I don't think it's staged. I honestly don't. I understand, like, like I know our buddy Billy D's kind of talked about Will Smith with the whole, like, limp wrist or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I feel like in that moment, I, I can't say I've ever – I've been slapped before a couple times. Um, sure. But I Who don't – hasn't, you know? Well, I mean, like, slap bet. Like, guy wound up. I lost, you know, the bet. Um, happened a couple times. But I – anyways, I, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I can't say I've ever slapped somebody like that. So I just don't know – or even – punch somebody i don't think really other than like in a game where you're trying to like throw someone off like you know like a subtle gut punch and like in a basketball game um but yes yeah, so i i can't say that i i know like if i would go and have like that limp wrist like will smith had so i i, I think his reaction afterwards was kind of what was more telling um and i guess the fact he was agreed yeah that's the big I, thing for me i i think the reaction probably is the most telling afterwards uh um but what my my case for it being staged here, right? Mm. Oscars, no one cares about it, right? That's been the biggest headline about the Oscars in recent years is who cares? It's so boring. It's kind of like a fart sniffing. No one can kind of take their own jokes. You can't really have uh, a controversial host anymore because, you know, no one can really take it. You have, you have Ricky Gervais. That sticks out in kind of like the, the uh, uh, arrest of like very tame – uh, um, award show host. You have Chris Rock coming out. He's known to be a hard hitter. He's kind of an edgy guy. Great. We got a little bit of a pop there. We're going to give, hey, Will Smith, you deserve an Oscar. You're you're a great actor. You know what? We've been overlooking you for a number of years in Ali, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, you know, you name it, Concussion. Tell the truth. You deserve an Oscar. We're going to give you it here. But we need you to do us a solid. We need another acting performance of a of a lifetime, if you will. Okay, yeah, I I, I just you know I, I, a little I, bit of a trade off. He's a union guy at the end of the day. Uh, union guy. I I mean I I I you spin an interesting web, Wes, but I just can't because like the way he flipped out afterwards, the laugh part. I think was the other thing too. If this was that's the thing. If this was staged, he would not have laughed like he did. He's a professional, right? He's supposedly this great actor and everything. By the way, um, I was going to tweet this out, but then I saw other people had come up with the idea before me. How ironic is it that, you know, there was like outrage or frustration over the fact he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for concussion. 
and then he goes and smacks the shit out of Chris Rock like he did uh, and could have give easily given him a concussion um if he didn't hit him just right, right. but um yeah, hey. but yeah I but I think his reaction the fact that he was laughing initially because he did and that's part of the whole thing like with Will like he just handled yeah, right, it. right right like they both handled it terribly I just think in the end of it all like I, I understand people want to say oh like it's just a uh GI Jane joke or whatever but like well, she has like a condition where she can't, she doesn't have a choice. alopecia. Yeah. And Al- it's like, and, yeah. and, and, and like, I'm not going to go and speak on, you know, cause I saw like a, somebody who has alopecia and I do know somebody, I feel like I know a couple people who have alopecia, but, um, anyways, like, which I, is I, sad. Cause it, it's such a great word to be described as something. Like I wish I could be allowed to say alopecia more in every day. Like I wish it meant something else. Cause it, it just sounds nice. I like saying alopecia. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it does kind of sound nice, it but rolls like, off like, the tongue. Nice. Where I, I mostly know guys that have it. And as much as, as a man, I don't want to ever lose my hair. Um, I think for a woman losing her hair is a totally different thing too. So that to me, it's just like Chris Rock, you know, people can say, Oh, like, Oh, it's, he's comedy and all this stuff it's just like well sometimes you got to know where to touch things and where what not to touch um i think we've learned that you know like so in comedy you would think but um but anyways yeah so i just think it, i think that it's it, like you said west in the end like the oscars are the biggest winner because they're talking about people are finally talking about the oscars for something other than i don't give a shit about the oscars i'm just saying this was the same award show that was trying to get vladimir Zelensky on multiple times while he's in the middle of a war you know like, the, like you know i'm just saying there's not like it doesn't feel like there is a a low you know that they won't go to I, I, that that's a fair point I don't, I don't doubt that, but I mean, if he's, if they're like, Hey, we need you to do this. There's no way he's laughing. I wish we could see that, like that little bit in between where he laughed and then like some, the flip switched or whatever. I I wish we could see that little bit. I really do. Like, that's the thing I'm I'm missing most. We we need the Zapruder film. That's what, yeah, that's really what it is. And the Um, other thing too, is that, you know, Chris Rock seemed to be holding back, you know, if, if you kind of see that he's about to say something and then he kind of laughs at himself at the very end. And then he kind of goes on to what he was about. You know, he looks like he's wants to say uh, a, a comeback joke, go, go a little bit deeper into Will and Jada after getting smacked in the face, but he doesn't, he holds it, holds back. So you think that this was Chris Rock knew this was going to be a thing too. Cause if it will, like, that, that seems like a kind of out of nowhere thing like if if Will Smith is like, hey, we're you're gonna need to smack the shit out of him. Chris Rock. Has I, to I don't. Know I don't think anything. I, I'm just saying. Like all of this is uh, uh, reality TV to me. Anyway, none of these people are real. I only consume these people and know that they exist through a square. Got it. Do you okay. know? You know what I mean? That's it's kind of how I feel about like the Kim and Kanye stuff. Like this whole thing is a stage. This well, is how they're presenting themselves. Whether it's reality TV whether it's in gossip columns or, or actual acting roles, they, they're all presenting themselves to me through entertainment purposes. Hmm. Well, so, that, so that's how I choose to, to uh, you know, take it. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, you can take it however you like. I'm not going to tell you how to do that. Yeah. So. It's, like, it's like a cup of coffee. I don't. Oh yeah. Okay. Take it however you want it. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, that's, that's fair. How, uh, how you like it perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, 
speaking of taking it, uh, how did you take the Matt Reeves deleted scene? I don't know. Uh, the Matt Reeves deleted, uh, deleted scene from uh, the Batman meeting the Joker. How did you feel about Barry? Is it Kehoe? Have we decided how his name's pronounced? Keegan? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Until it's going to be a Marshan Marshawn stuff, you know, until he tells me otherwise. Uh, I never thought it, about that. Know, we'll just think of something, you know. I never thought about that with Brad Marshand or I don't, I say Marshawn sometimes too. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he that. knows, uh, to be honest with you. So, uh, but anyway, Lindsay Lowen, right? Isn't it Lowen now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't even know she, she, uh, was yeah. still doing stuff. No, but she, well, she did, she came out recently. I think she said it's not Lohan, it's Lowen. Like she did an interview or whatever. Or it's uh, on TikTok, it was on TikTok. That's what it was. TikTok, yeah. That's, yeah. Anyways, how did you feel about the, the whole, the, the whole thing with the Joker? <laughs> I don't really care. I don't know. It, it was cool. It was interesting. It was an interesting five minutes. I think it was better that they left it cut. Um, you know, is what, what the point of this was, I'm not really sure. Like, it seemed a little too, if I had to, if I had to gauge it on the, <clears throat> on the scale of the jokers, uh, I would say it's leaning more towards Jared Leto than, um, uh, 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 Heath Ledger. Um, okay. I mean, uh, to me, I didn't, I, I think the thing is like, this is a joker who just got the tar kicked out of him by Batman and just recently got put into, Arkham. That's why he's he looks all messed up. So I I, I we don't know what he's gonna look like. Like they, they gave a lot of wiggle room for what he's gonna look like, um, and I even think that he's got some wiggle room for how he's gonna behave in the course of things too. Um, I I mean I thought it was fun, but like I'm I'm I you know we talk all the time like how you know we don't need the Joker in every single Batman movie. Right. So like, yeah. I, I'd rather have this as a deleted scene, um, but at the same time it's like we just don't need it. I, I think this guy can play play the Joker well. Um, but I just like we just don't need them for a long time. Yeah, that that's probably more uh, like more of my thoughts on. I, I don't really care one way or another about Barry Keegan or Keowen or whatever. I just more like I just don't want put the character to bed for a little bit. Whether it's you know uh, um, what's his name River Phoenix there Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin like, Phoenix yep yeah you know all that all, like just give us a give it a rest here for a minute. Yeah, seriously, it, we're fine with we're, we'll we'll be fine with them. You have plenty of cool characters. They did a great job with Riddler. Give us freeze. Um, even if you brought Bane back, Hush would be great. Court of Owls. You have so much potential with Batman villains. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, mix it up. Try, try some different Explore stuff. Explore the space. At some point, you keep playing the hits. People are just going to want to listen to something else for a while. It's gonna, it makes money. It, it, it works. This, this, this is true. Um, one thing I don't think is going to make money though is this Madam Web movie. That uh, we found out that Dakota Johnson is going to be. She's directing this too. She's starring. I, I, I think she's producing, directing. I think she's got some uh, some oversight of this as well. Okay, now Sydney Sweeney. This is the girl from um, Euphoria. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you feel about her getting cast? And we didn't see what her role is. I don't think. But do, any thoughts on her? Because you're you're the. I, I know I've watched Euphoria, but you've been watching every episode. Yeah, I mean, yes, I watch every. I mean, she's the starlet. She's the it girl from uh, from Hollywood right now, right? So everyone wants a piece of her. You know, people might might jump out and say Gwen Stacy, but where where's the black cat? You know, I think that could that could work a little bit. I think that our buddy Casey Walsh is um, spot on with this. Like, I believe it when we find out like this is actually like the production has actually begun because it seems like Morbius well, she, is. She terrible. just announced that she's going to be doing it like in the Oscars last night. Okay, but it's still got to get done. And look, Morbius is apparently terrible. 
So oh yeah, oh if, I, I see what you're saying. Like, if, like maybe it just gets canceled before. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, look at how long it's taking with the Ezra. I know it's WB versus Sony, but like, you're not you're not the MCU, so kind yeah. of doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I could see them just doing it so poorly and be like, eh, you know, let's pivot to something different. That's yeah, that's interesting. I want to look up the Morbius uh, early reviews. Are there any early reviews? There out were there? some early ones out there, but I didn't see. I don't remember any specifics, but it's bad. And I remember seeing that the director was talking about, um, like, on Twitter or in an interview, like something, or maybe like an interview through Twitter, like some account. I don't know, but he was talking about like the Spider-Man like image. We find out stuff about the vulture. Like he already released some of these things. The movie's not even fucking out yet. Wes. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. Like legally, like with your contract and everything with your, with the, the production company. Yeah. This is getting a 4.2 on Google reviews right now off of the uh, 205 ratings. 4.2. Yeah. Mostly five. So I, I'm just wondering if this is going to be like venom in the sense where like, I'll, you know, the critics don't like it. It's campy. It's going to, but it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to appeal mm. to like a kid or a younger age and, and it's still going to be a uh, financial success uh, in the terms of Sony there to continue making their mediocre movies. It's not going to blow anyone pants, anyone's pants off or anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're still going to do an episode on it, right? Well, I feel like we should at this point. It's an April, comes out in April, right? We, yeah. We're kind of, uh, you know, starved for content, if you will. Yeah. I, I, want to, I want to do it. It's just a matter of like if you want to see the movie. Is that next week, right? Next week, huh? Is it next week at all? April first. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's this, that would be this weekend, right? Friday. Oh, wow. All right. Well, gosh, it looks like we got an episode. Okay. Awesome. Oh, well. Good. Good. Good news on that. Okay. Um. All right. So then it's time to pivot over to the comic book minute Please. before we get to the real Marvel stuff. Um. So this week, some big first issues coming out. Um. But first, from Image Comics, we got Rogue Son issue two. We had the writer Ryan Pear on the, on TLDR a little while back. I've gotten to read this, the second issue already of Rogue Sun. Really liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, it's part of the Radiant Black universe, the Massiverse. But as much as I like Radiant Black, I think I'm a little higher on this Rogue Sun stuff. I like Parrot a lot. He does, uh, he's done a lot of Power Ranger stuff over the years too. Um, but from DC and Marvel. So from DC, we got Batman Beyond the White Knight issue one. And the White Knight universe has been uh, it's all by Sean Murphy. And I've really, really enjoyed what he's done. This is all black label, so it's self-contained. It's put the Joker in interesting spots, Batman in some really tough spots too. Um, and not just tough spots for Batman. Like you always think, oh, he's going to get out of it. It's going to work out for him in the end. A lot of shit really hasn't gone his way throughout the course of it all. So I've really enjoyed this. And this is supposed to be the final arc. Um, we've got two six-issue arcs previously, some Harley Quinn stuff. We're going to get some Red Hood stuff in this universe down the line too. Um, and from Marvel, we got Immortal X-Men issue one and this is kind of focused around the uh the secret the quiet council um in krakoa right now with okay. the first issue has mr sinister narrating i don't know if he's going to be narrating throughout all of it but kieran gillen is the writer for this series we had him on tldr of course back in november to talk about die which is one of my favorite series from image over the past few years but outstanding writer um in this this first issue was fucking awesome man i really enjoyed it um so a lot of gossip a lot of you know po politicking and all that kind of stuff and it's all through mr sinister's you know, narration and i just love how gillen like handles the character just kind of um cheeky i guess i feel like is a way to okay. put it um but um but i was smart and you know calculated but definitely makes some mistakes along the way so Really excited about the, this um, this first issue. We'll talk about those more this week on TLDR as we do our April solicit. So that'll be recorded on Tuesday. 
Um, and of course, dropping the day after Change My Mind drops on Wednesday. So you can listen after you hear us talk about our main topic, which today, Wes, is... Yes, the MCU Rewatch Vault Black Panther 2018. Uh, T'Challa, heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda, must step forward to lead his people into a new future and must confront a challenger from his country's past. Cast and crew directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, starring the late Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lapita Nuongo, who was also who also made a uh, an appearance mm, in the mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith Chris Rock uh, slap. Um, Denai Guria Guerrera uh, Okoye, apologies. Um, Martin Freeman, Danielle Kalue, Latita Wright, Latisha Wright, excuse me, geez, mm-hmm. uh, Winston Duke, <laughs> Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Andy Serkis, Florence, Florence Kasumba, and John Kanye as uh, the late King T'Chaka. I think you did a bang up job there. I think that was awesome. One of your better ones, I would say. I can't be like Letitia Wright though. I just yeah, yeah, I know that that you, you want that one back, but yeah, yeah. overall, that's good. That's, Thank that's you. a solid job. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, much like this movie, it hauled in $1.3 billion worldwide. Pretty solid, mm. uh, including $700 million domestic and $202 million of its domestic opening weekend. Uh, that $1.3 billion worldwide number ranks sixth in the MCU behind Avengers Age of Ultron uh, and ahead of Iron Man 3. Received a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 96-79 split on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 4.5 out of 5 on Google Reviews with 90% of Google users liking this movie. And of course, uh, the first MCU movie to be nominated for Academy Awards, Golden Globes, some of that. So, so really, uh, the MCU is starting to get taken seriously uh, in a sense mm-hmm. with this movie. Yeah, and I think the—I mean, obviously, the big reason for that is just the social impact that this had. Sure. Yeah, a Timing of it too, yeah. Right, the predominantly uh, black cast, and for me, when I saw this, like that's the—that was the big thing everyone was talking about going into it. Of course, we saw Black Panther first in Captain America: Civil War, and just after, and, and with all that focus going into it, I think we hadn't started the show at that point, right? 2018. We started in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. So I, I definitely wasn't like, I have to see this opening weekend. Like I could wait, you know, kind of stay away from certain parts of social media and everything and be fine. But still we knew about the, the, the hype around it and that the, the big social impact. So for me going into it, I, I kind of was trying to like see it through that lens. And that definitely, I definitely still walked out of that movie. thought it was a good movie, but I just, didn't see it just for the movie that it is and now on rewatch um you know I, i'm like while well, we're watching it still have it at a similar grade that i had it at before still i have it at a 90 um but i felt like now it's like okay before i didn't know if i could rewatch this movie now i look at it it's like i can absolutely 100 percent go back and see myself rewatching this movie at some point down the line so i know it's a little long for a tweet link review but that's kind of the full the full uh, experience i went through See, that's that's kind of interesting there. So I I think we're in the same ballpark, but arrived there differently. Mm. So kind of of the uh, whole impetus of our show here, right? So it's featuring one of the finest villains in the MCU to date. Uh, Black Panther hits on so much on what it set out to do, even if it relies uh, on dialogue a little too often at times. Uh, Though I recall being blown away in theaters and at the time, I think it wanes upon rewatch there. That's where it kind of loses a Mm. little bit for me. 85 out of 100. Uh, so same I think it's starting out, yeah, still in the same ballpark there. That ranks mm-hmm. uh, after our readjusted uh, CMMCU rankings there. Uh, we have Black Panther 
at a combined score of 87. So mm-hmm. that's ranking for 13th, just behind Iron Man, which has an 87.5, and ahead of Doctor Strange for 85 and a half. So pretty good for for a uh, you know introductory so- standalone solo movie. Yeah, and I gotta say, like the the split on um, no, actually no, we know the split on Rotten Tomatoes, but the IMDb score 7.3. I'm kind of surprised <clears throat> by that one. I mean, I would have thought this would at least. I, I can't imagine anybody saying this is lower than like a b minus movie um yeah Yeah, i I think reach some of the jokes that uh that landed for me uh the first time the second time watching it got a little cornier the second uh Mm. this time around particularly shuri who i i love shuri uh Mm. but some of her lines like the what are those and and maybe that's just like the uh jokes that are there to be like relevant in the time Mm. don't don't age very well because it's just like you know, a, a joke of the moment. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I, I guess that didn't. I didn't have that that same um, um, experience. But we'll. It's we'll like talk it's about like making quotes. a damn Daniel joke and then showing someone like who never lived during the damn Daniel phase. Okay, I don't even and know. Be like, damn Daniel is. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Point, point in case. There. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to our categories. Um, so we first have the on your left award for most rewatchable scene, Wes. Uh, yes. Sorry. I'm still blown away by the damn Daniel thing, man. You didn't know. Damn Daniel. No. Kill, I have no killing idea. them in the white chucks. No, never. No. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. I'll look it up right now, but I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Uh, the on your left award for most rewatchable scene. Uh, yeah. So number one, wow. T'Challa versus M'Baku. Okay. That's that's. I just checked the damn Daniel thing. I would. That's like a social, like a random ass video thing that came up. I've never seen that before. Yeah, so, but that's like no. that's like a popular. It's like chocolate rain. You know, you know those like those yeah. like weird things that like obviously. Yes. Mind. Yes. No. <laughs> you know that you know that that's the random stuff that I don't know about. Like I don't see. I, I see it now. I think a little bit more. Back then, definitely not. Like twenty sixteen, no way. Nope. So you you got the what are those jokes? The what are those? Yeah, oh, like it was funny. I mean, it wasn't like didn't like make me like roar i mean that wasn't yeah, the funniest thing yeah that's what i mean that's like it's, no, it's fine n- never mind never mind. okay yeah. well <laughs> i just think T'Challa. it's fucking that's all it's just like it doesn't it's just whatever it just didn't hit i don't like it to me that's where like you and like i think goo runs into this too and, and some other guys where it's like oh it's like yeah you know I, it's like whatever joke like to me it that doesn't bother me it's like okay whatever like it's just not that funny it's, yeah, that, it's just corny it's like I, i'm just it's like that's like a cringy moment for me you know? ah see that's yeah for me that's not it's, it's just like, like okay ooh, whatever like, yeah 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 okay. Uh, the the T'Challa versus Mbaku though the mm-hmm. pressing moment here most rewatchable scene anytime you get that one v one uh a fighting scene especially uh, in that first one where they have so much of the uh you know kind of like African Wakandan celebration and influence is getting infused in there uh overlooking the waterfall awesome awesome stuff yeah that fight was great I mean and I know there's there's another fight that happened there as well that you wanted to highlight the T'Challa versus Killmonger fight. Um, pretty vicious too. Like you see the, you know, the cuts and, you know, and everything they, they did not hold back on these, like within the, the, it was it PG or PG 13. I can't remember for this movie, but it felt like they yeah, definitely yeah. pushed the envelope. Um, clearly not are so, um, but yeah, definitely some, some awesome fights there for sure. Yeah. And I think those, those were some great ones. And again, uh, T'Challa, not that great of a fighter here. Yeah, it doesn't come across great without a without his Black Panther powers, but obviously he steps up big when you know later on when it counts, I guess. And I mean, for me, that was my favorite like scene. No, 
I don't know if you want to call it a scene, but the final battle and everything. I mean, they're, they're always a lot of fun. We, we usually like those, um, especially when you got a whole bunch of different people involved. And I think the stuff with the Okoye throughout the course of that fight, as much as Killmonger, Killmonger's kind of kicking everybody's ass, I really enjoyed a lot of that too. The Rhino stuff, to- totally forgot about the, the sweet Rhino action. Um, right. Sure yeah, I know. I didn't. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think the hashtag dork's going to like that too much, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Sweet rhino action. That's gonna make a shirt. That's that's a shirt right there. Ah, there you go. Uh, I this is just an honorable mention. The opening scene of the with the voiceover uh, of the the Wakandan history. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy enjoyed that. That was actually one of my things. I thought aged really well as we move forward. Here it was was just the the world building of Wakanda. Um, I forgot of how cool everything looked and how little of time you kind of really spent with everything kind of going on there. You know, you get a little bit in the mining. And a little bit in like the the home set, you know, their 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 home castle there. But I yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that getting explored in that Disney Plus series that's, that's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, I it's gonna I know it's the there's a lot of challenges or just one major challenge with Chadwick Boseman no longer being with us, but there's a lot of room to do some cool stuff in Wakanda and um just even if you want to do historical stuff too. Um, but it's it's yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to pivot out of uh, uh chat, you know, Black Panther there because again, if you have something there, maybe I'm on the minority in this stuff. But if if you do have an interest of building out that world or people wanting to know more about it, that's a way mm-hmm. to kind of I don't know soften the blow. No, that's a that's, that's a, a better term. That is a fair point. No, it's I mean this is a, it's definitely been a point of controversy because now people are talking about recasting the role too. So that's a whole other scene, a whole whole other thing. Excuse me. Yeah, and I, I think eventually it's, it's going to have to. You know, you can't just retire the number. Uh, I I don't th- I don't I, I don't think it'll. It's going to be tough whoever takes on that mantle. But I agree. I don't think it's going to stay like that. And it no, maybe we're, even, we're getting a new Captain America. We're getting a new Iron Man. You know, this is all kind of happening, right? Well, it's so a what, matter of. It? We'll get a new Black Panther. That I have no doubt. But is, are we going to get a new T'Challa? I think is really the whole thing. Oh, is that is that what people is is that what it is? I thought that's what I just didn't want like anyone to kind of take up the mantle. Sort of. No, speak. I think that I feel like that's been accepted. Like, well, okay, at first right, people yeah. thought it was going to be Shuri at one point, um, and, and then there's been different people kind of thrown in the mix. I would uh, Ubaku would be really cool because he's uh, he's so freaking funny. Um, but yeah, but I, give him the Terrence Howard treatment. That's that's what they're, you're talking. Okay. Yeah, See, exactly. I, yeah, I don't think I would be. I think I'm I'm in agreement. I don't think I want that. Yeah, and I don't Just give think, it to someone else. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be the route they. Do. I, I mean, I, I they're they're going to do one or the other. They have to do one or the other. They can't just say no more Black Panther. That would just be kind of weird. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyways. Uh, the and in last one that I would say uh, honorable mention South Korean casino scene uh, that mm. goes right into the car chasing. I think that's kind of cool. You get the cool soundtrack there. Martin Freeman comes in, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you got a nice little cameo with him. You have you know uh, uh, Andy Circus really chewing on a lot of scenery and in, in, in that scene there, really making the most of his time. Mm. Uh, so that's fun. And then again, much like we talk about with like the final battle scenes, usually being a staple in this. Um, most you know guarantee any car chase scene is going to be in there for me yeah and honestly I, i'm i'm not always the case i do like you know a good starship fight but when it comes to car chases or like regular plane like uh, i don't know battles or whatever doesn't necessarily do it for me but this shit was really cool they, they did a great job with this um and, and obviously uh you know shuri in, in her car and everything what she's got going on with it, the vr type thing really mm-hmm. cool so yeah really really nice job with that yeah, and I would go. <clears throat> I think my nominee for this one is, is the Killmonger one. We didn't talk about that as much, but again, really getting to see him uh, kind of in that 1v1 type of setting. 
taking off the vest, kind of seeing all the the kill ta- kill mark tattoos on him, um, and, and and kind of going back and forth in that hand to hand combat. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and actually, I forgot to jot this down, but you're you, you're bringing that up, like thinking of, thinking ahead to our best quote uh, award. There's a mm-hmm. you know he has a pretty good quote in in there as well. So yeah, yes. quite a few quite a few quotes from Killmonger, but we'll, we don't want to get ahead on that. I I think that still I have to go with the final battle and everything. I just everybody's kind of got some cool stuff on display, um, and just Killmonger is just so I mean ruthless throughout the course of it all too. But um, all right, so then we move on yeah. to the America's Ass Award. For what aged the best? What do you got for me? Yeah, a quick honorable mention for the soundtrack. Uh, really enjoyed that. I think that Grammy nominated. A lot of Kendrick Lamar, a lot of uh, The Weeknd there, but it, it's really you know peppered in and worked worked really well. You know, I, I think mm. it kind of bring, especially at the end, uh, as soon as the end credits come up, and and you get that "Who's Gonna Save Me for Himself" or whatever the Weeknd song there, it kind of plays perfectly into it. It's wild how, like, you know, we talked about it with Batman a lot, obviously, right? Like, how every time he showed up, it just, it had, like, when you hear his music, it has such a huge impact on the movie. When you look at it with Killmonger, too, that's another character where it really, like, enhanced him a lot. Every time he had something going on, or maybe you're kind of just transitioning out of him, it just always had a lasting impact, I felt like. Yes, yes. And and these two kind of coincide with one another, I would say. The world build, building, which we touched on, just like the overall influence of African tribes with the wardrobes and the celebrations and, and the backdrop and scenery of it all. Like, I, I, when I was doing some research on this, uh, it was saying Ryan Coogler really took the time to do his research and try to incorporate as much as like in, as many ind- indigenous tribes and cultures and influences as possible in there, even down to you know not just the colors, but you know the guy who had like the big lip uh like the, the big lip uh, mm, thing with the jewel kind of hanging yeah. out of there yeah, yeah that's cool. like you know that's like real stuff they really have that you know over there that's like a, a revered uh title i guess or something to have that you know hmm. speaking speaking very out of pocket here, but is they did a good job you know is what right. i'm saying mm-hmm. i also liked how that was matching every suit that he was wearing uh that, <laughs> that's also a nice touch Oh, I guess I didn't notice that. Huh. Yeah. It was, it was green when he was wearing a green jacket. Right. The guy, the guy was very well dressed. Yeah. No, for sure. He was. Um, For me. So those are definitely some good uh, nominations for me, though. I know you have some heavy hitters that you're going to share in a second, but I, the Dora Milaje, I, like, I thought they were cool. We watched it the first time, but now, obviously, we saw him a little bit in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but just, man, Looking at it now, looking at what like everything they're doing in this one, Okoye and, and among other, you know, the other Dormelage we see throughout the course of this, some really cool shit. They are some badass motherfuckers. Yeah, and, and I think of that car chase scene specifically with Okoye when she's on top of the car and she's got yeah. her steel rod and she throws it through the car in front of her and it sticks into the ground, and then mm-hmm. the car ends up crashing into it because it's in there so so hard. Like, that's a, a really really cool scene. So. I'm with you on that. Dora Milaje, very badass. Uh, my real pick for this is Eric Killmonger. Again, probably one, you know, pound for pound, maybe the best MCU villain that we've had. I like Baron Zemo a lot. I like uh, uh, the Vulture a lot, you know. But they're, they're You mean three. outside of Thanos, right? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll get there on the rewatch there. But I think I, where we stand at the current moment, I, I really like the humans uh, more than okay. the aliens there. Hmm. Okay. All right. I give I give the the nod to the human over the the CGI. Okay, fair enough. All right, heard. Um, and I know you had Chadwick Boseman too, as as you know his performance and everything too. Yeah, and that, and that goes without saying. But you know, as we transition over here to what age the worst, I'm starting to think that like 
uh, T'Challa kind of ages a little poorly through this. You think so? A little bit here. And, and again, this has nothing to do with Boltzmann. I think it it has to He's kind of a wimp. He loses a lot of fights. I, I, from what I understand, the Black Panther is supposed to be like 10 out of 10 on everything from intelligence, mm. uh, diplomacy, fighting skills, all that stuff. So I don't know if this is just a matter of him kind of being nerfed down or being a you know reliant more on the um yeah the on the power on the black panther flower yeah or or if he's just like young in the game like this is him kind of early like figuring it all out sort of thing kind of like the batman was yeah i think that though that i think that's kind of the way that i look at it is like he doesn't have it he doesn't know how to fight and also he just we talk about him being younger in the game like it just seems like this is a guy who's trying to hold back every single time that he's fighting with these people and then the one time where he like before he you know almost dies and then comes back and then the one time where we see him kind of let loose clearly he's unstable because his you know lifelong friend has just died um and and now he's just not and he's in a stressful situation as it doesn't handle it well so um i mean you know like clearly killmonger came and i was like i'm not taking no for an answer and you're not gonna walk away from this in that situation i just think where it is a life or death and this is like a tradition that you've taken on for years you had times to beat him and you had beaten him and you ask him to yield, and he never you, like in that situation. You just can't. I, I just seems like like he just you bring up how he's young. I think he was very naive throughout all this. Yeah, and, and it's also like, and again, I like how they spread around. Like he's supposed to be like a Reed Richards type, like intelligence level, right? Like almost like very high level, high functioning, like tech guy, almost. And like you know, they immediately he's kind of like diminished a little bit. Like oh, he has old technology. Sure, he has all the great stuff, which is which I love how they're kind of spread it around a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, I I would like to have him be a little bit more at the forefront that that kind of Tony Stark type of character. You know, because again, I, I don't know, maybe maybe you know this better than I would, but I I thought that's how he was a kind of presented predominantly in the comics. Um. I, I'll tell you what, uh, him and Storm were together, and they're not anymore. So there's definitely he's definitely not perfect. Definitely makes some some his his made his share of mistakes over the years. But I don't remember him ever being. I remember being characterized as smart, but I don't know about Reed Richards level. I mean, like Reed Richards, Hank Pym. Um, I feel like there's another person that I'm blanking on right now, but the, obviously Tony, Tony Stark. Yeah. But there's there's someone else that's like not in the MCU that I'm not thinking of that I feel like are all on a, like a slightly different level intellectually. Not that you know Black Panther's not smart but i just don't think he was ever quite to that level but again i think you hit the nail on the head like maybe you did it indirectly or not deliberately but like he's young at this point yeah like so and and that's kind of what i I wasn't sure maybe that's just what it is too but and and again the mcu has a uh, a knack of doing this maybe for better or for worse but relying on the powers that they give you know again like the flower gives black panther the power the suit Uh you know know what i mean it's not necessarily like he's the strongest and I don't know. Yeah, yeah and they said, it, and they said it had it with like they didn't just say it was super strength. They were talking about it impacts him intellectually too. Right. So without it, like just not the same guy, not as helpful, not as impactful. it's a nitpick. Yeah. No, yeah, but it's hey, it's what we do. It's part of why we do this show. But you had a couple other ones, I think. Yeah, and again, I I, I kind of noticed uh, pointed this out in the review there, the uh, the tweet length review, L- little heavy in the dialogue, but uh, again, a nitpick. If it was too short, then I would have said it's too short. So you know, mm. you got to fill it somehow. It can't all be action packed. A uh, little little bit boring on the rewatch there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did not notice this though anytime was was King T'Chaka's dead eye. 
Did you did you ever I, notice? It? I didn't notice it. Nope, didn't. Notice I never it. noticed it until this rewatch right now, and then I couldn't look away, and it it just lowered every uh, weighted conversation that he had because I couldn't take my eye off his eye. Hmm. It just kind of like took me out of it. I got, got into like a giggle fit because of it. And it was like even every it. moment that he was in there, you know, it's like when he's in like the uh, Bufasa dream world, like uh-huh. they're like heavy. It's like heavy dialogue with him and T'Challa, you know, and like, yeah, I'm just like giggling away. So it kind of took away that from that a little bit. But again, I never noticed it before. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it again because no, I never noticed it. I'm curious if it's it's the right eye. So if you're on the screen, it's the right eye. And I'm curious about Captain America Civil War if it's was the case at that point in the actor's life too. Or if it's I, if it was something for the he's character. Wearing, he's wearing glasses sometimes. So that takes your mind off of it. But when for he's sure. in when he's in that dream realm, he's not he's not wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. That's, so, yeah. so yeah, so that's when you first notice it. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Wow, what glasses can do. I just had an experience like that this weekend. But anyways, um, I, I know uh, one of the ones you had was Wakabi. And I, this is the winner, I think. Yeah, it's an unquestionable winner. And he obviously, you know, we don't like, most people I would assume didn't like him after this movie, um, the, even the first time. But somehow he became even more of a loser upon rewatch. Um, just like, I understand I'm, I'm, he's not like a poorly written character or anything like that. Like it makes kind of makes sense what he does, but for a guy who like has so much faith in T'Challa, you just lose it on him that right away. So quickly. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you know, for so long, your father did nothing. And now you did nothing. No, he failed. There is a difference between failing and, and, and not doing anything like that. Like, sure. You can also not do something and fail to be a good leader in that sense. But like he had made the attempt and then they fucked up. Well, yeah, and it's not like he was never going to be able to do it again. Like, it wasn't like that was a one-shot deal. You know, there would be other days to come, too. Yeah, so that felt a little bit abrupt. Uh, And and again, like, I can uh, agree with him siding with Killmonger. I'm fine with that. Yep. Because, again, like, that Killmonger, the sympathetic villain, you understand his motives. They're clear. You can understand why someone would side with him on that. But when he goes against... It's Okoye or Ayo, uh, you know, his, his wife, uh, yeah, his wife at the time, uh, and then unleashes and makes the decision to unleash the rhinos and like stuff like, like that seems like seemed very out of character. And like when they're having the civil war with one another, like tearing down their own people, like hmm. those those rhinos coming through, like that's doing yeah. damage, that's doing like, like real damage. Like that seems like a real. Uh, out of out of place, out of spot character oh, trait so th- for him. So you thought it was, in, I guess, in a sense, a little poorly written. A little poorly written, but again, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It just didn't seem like warranted. Like, the, the the inner war didn't really seem like it was warranted. Inter well, or like fully earned, full, fully earned. I think. Hmm. See, I didn't see because I felt like with with Wakabi, like he totally bought into Killmonger, and clearly. Killmonger was a terrible leader because right out the gates, he's like, we're not going to need that stuff anymore. Like the, the, um, the plant anymore. And he goes and chokes out the woman who put him through this. So like, wait a minute. Like you're not going to live forever. That's not how this works. Someone else is going to have to take up the mantle after you. You just want to tear everything down. That's it. So there's like, after you're gone, it's just going to be just nothing. The country's going to be in shambles. So yeah, I, like, so they're all buying into this. So the people who res- are resisting him, I felt like it totally was warranted that they had to fight. Um, and, and and for that character to kind of continue down that path, like clearly just became blind to everything around him or put blinders on. It, it just seems like you live, you live with these people your whole life. And like, you can have a, a, a difference of an agreement. You can have a, a, a hard argument, but to go to war, I don't know. It just seemed like it, it happened very fast. Of course, that's 
you know, that's life, uh, right? I guess. I guess. So. But, <laughs> I, guess so. <laughs> I guess it just seemed like it happened abruptly. And I'm like, oh, man, like, now you're just, like, you go from, like, disagreeing on how to handle your, you know, your, your great tools to, like, unleashing the rhinos on, on your own people. Killmonger brings out something special in everybody. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You said it. Uh, but Wakabi's the winner, winner here, no yeah, doubt. No question. Uh, unanswerable questions. Who has mm. a better tech, Nick, Iron Man or Black Panther? You know, this is tough. I mean, because you're just following Black Panther under Shuri, and I feel like you've got to go that route. But Tony, over the years, really developed a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't Time know. Time travel? Time travel for Yeah, one. Yeah, that too. I think – well, I think if you had to – if I had to pick which one I wanted, like which suit, I think I'd pick one one of the Iron Man ones, one of the newer ones, just because you you fly with it. Sure, um, but man, I mean, but this Black Panther suit is crazy, and and the yeah. the, the uh, this goes into an unanswerable question as well because what can actually hurt the Black Panther suit uh, and not just take you know the absorption, the energy absorption there because we we see him absorb the blast of uh, um, claws claw right. Mm-hmm. And, and ongoing bullets and stuff like that, but he can uh, he gets knocked down by like a rocket launcher from Killmonger. Mm. So the blast from the arm is cool, but not the rocket launcher. You know, like what? It, it, again, you know, a little bit of semantics there, but huh. what works? You know, so but I think that's yeah. that's a that's a really cool suit in theory if it just absorbs energy and then creates that force field. Like you're unstoppable at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's a cool suit. Like, I definitely I, I like it. Um, but I think if we're talking Iron Man versus him, like Shuri has all around probably better tech. Um, definitely, some, like the, the spinal cord stuff was nuts. Um, yeah, the balls there, the balls that, that could like shut down cars or, or again the remote crazy. AI uh, control of everything. Crazy, but I think if I wanted a suit, it's probably going to be the Iron Man suit at the end of the day. So, but I did have an unanswered question you. for you yeah. too. Um, would Killmonger have done what he did if T'Chaka brought him back to Wakanda? So when you say done what he did. So um, I guess it, we'll keep it a little broader in, in the sense of like lead a revolt um, or yeah, lead a revolt against his, uh, you know, his family and, you know, T'Challa. Because I think he wouldn't have killed claw or anything but i still think that he would have he still holds that belief mm, of, okay. of sharing the weapons out there right so i don't think that would have changed i think he would be more like wakabi in that sense like a like a little bit more uh vengeful but but subdued gotcha okay and yeah, not, i think not I think... having that force like w- wakabi was the the unlit match right mm. and uh uh killmonger was a spark yeah and I think I don't think he would have been as good a fighter either because he went through so much different shit too. But I right. think I think if he if he had found out later on in life like hey like T'Chaka's the one that killed your dad if he was wasn't completely truthful about all these I, I think there would have been some shit. But yes, you're right. Like obviously the exact events of this wouldn't have happened. Like we saw with uh, what if different things happened. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, then we move over to what is it all the what does it all mean award for top Easter eggs and ties to the MCU. Uh, what do we got for the the scenes, the extra scenes that we got, Wes? Yes, yeah, so we have T'Challa revealing re, uh, revealing rec- Wakanda's secrets of technological advancements. Wow, that was tough uh, there. So he, he's kind of uh, revealing all of it to the world, to the United Nations. Hey, this is what we got. This is fun stuff. Mm. For the end credit scene, we got uh, Bucky Barnes returning armless 
and Shuri telling him he has much to learn about what's happened and what will be happening. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be picking up right from, from Endgame there, right? Or Infinity War, I should say. So, mm -hmm. and of course, the Stan Lee cameo comes at the casino scene where uh, Lee shows up as a gambler in South Korea, later stealing T'Challa chips uh, after a big win. That's so a that's, great one. That's nice. Yeah, yeah he, I, I think... We should we should probably do it. Has Macu done an episode on that stuff? Uh, they um, must they must have the uh, Stanley cameos. Because I was gonna say we could do it. We could easily do a rankings episode um, we at some figure point. Figure out his birthday or his yeah. death day or something yeah. like. That. I don't care if they, I don't care if they've done it or if Dork's done it before. I still would want to do that. I think that yeah, could we do it better? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we'll do it yeah, better, different, both. Um, but um, exactly. but yeah, I think the, when I so to reflect on those two um, you know, post like full length movie uh, scenes. The Wakanda stuff just kind of funny, like like looking back on it, and just of course, so many times it's like, what can farmer a bunch of farmers offer the world? Like, do you think that they're just here, you know, dressed like that, looking, you know, very professional and everything, and very and also elegant? Like, do you think that they're gonna just come here and say that kind of dumb shit when they're just farmers? I just don't, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, dumb writing. Seeing Bucky Barnes um, back in it, but again, it's still it's like Bucky, sad Bucky Barnes. Um, you know, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Sad I, Bucky Bar and he doesn't even have a tan too. He looks like all pale and pasty and like clammy and stuff. He's like in Africa, like you know, yeah. catch some rays, my man. Thank God for Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that definitely helped his character out a lot. Um, but we got quite a few other Easter eggs that uh, I know you wanted to roll through. Where should we start? Yeah, so we have Umbaku here who uh, was was a big winner from all of this. So mm. that character uh, gets a big change in the movies here from, from the comic books who was a uh, actually called Man-Ape. So that was a very racist depiction of the a classic villain. But they wanted to adopt that character in some way, shape, or form and still kind of make that yeah. uh, palatable, which I thought they did a, a great job of and still kind of having the mask with the tribe and stuff to make the allusion to that. But obviously not call a character man ape i can't can't, it's, can't it's, do that it's just wild to think how like it's still like quite a bit ago but not crazy that far long ago that these kind of things happened um but yeah very cool character i like mbaku a lot definitely want to see more of him moving forward um you know if you made him black panther that would be probably a bold move but i you know i think that uh it's an interest the character's interesting i don't know how much i've seen um What's it? Uh, Winston Duke. I don't. I am trying to think what else I've seen Winston Duke in. I can't. Really, I've seen I, him in some other stuff. I forget. I can't think of it at the moment here. But I know. I know we got uh, uh, him wearing a mask. We have Killmonger, uh, the mask that he steals uh, at the beginning of the movie and later wears to break out Ulysses' claw. Uh, that's the comic book accurate depiction of the mask that he wears. Uh, very cool stuff there. So uh, nice, nice little nod, nice little illusion there. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, Shuri's line about fixing, quote, another white boy in reference to Everett Ross is a nod to Bucky going to Wakanda for a new arm and deprogramming, uh, which, you know, that may or may not come up again a little bit later on in uh, in our conversation for the awards. Yeah, again, like this is what, what I feel like is, is, is kind of cheesy, kind of corny here. Like, I, yeah, like no one else can say that. Uh. Yeah. Anyone else says that's that's a that's a racist line. You, you insert any other race in there? Oh, it's just, it doesn't. I think it's funny. It's like uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Bucky yeah. is a sad, annoying like white boy. I mean, like I love Bucky, but like he also like he's also been annoying over the years. Like there's no two, like in Winter Soldier, he's awesome, and in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's awesome. Outside of that, it's like eh. 
Yes. Well, we get Bucky referred to uh, as the White Wolf in the post-credit scene there. So, yeah, uh, Who, yes. not him in the comics either. It's actually uh, T'Challa's adopted brother in the comics too. Not that I read, I've read a oh, lot of Black Panther. Oh, okay, I like that. That's a, that's a nice little added bonus in here. Love yeah, that'd that. Be, that'd be cool to see, but I don't think we'll ever see that down the line. Um, but then, Wes, we have the one that you always do all the research for, um, the Shield Internet Sleuth Award for Internet Research on the Movie. Yes, here. And this is going back to 1992. Wesley Snipes, no relation. Uh, back, at, He was at the Oscars last night, actually. Uh, but he actually announced his intentions way back in 1992 to make a film about Black Panther and began to work on it uh, later that summer. Uh, Snipes felt that Africa had been portrayed poorly in Hollywood films uh, previously and that this film would highlight the majesty of the continent due to the title character being noble and the antithesis of African stereotypes. Those are his quotes. Uh, the next July, Snipes planned uh, to begin the Black Panther after starring in Demolition Man 1993. A month later, expressed interest in making sequels to the film as well. Uh, so it goes on and on and on here, but it ended up falling through uh, because in, by 1996, Stanley <clears throat> explained that he had not been pleased with the scripts for the project. Snipes had uh, said that one of the issues with the project's development was confusion among those unfamiliar with the comics who thought the film was about the Black Panther party and not the actual comic book oh character of Black Panther. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah, I so didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's ridiculous. It's so the first you know, superhero character uh, yeah, that we see on the big screen here, right, in, uh, in Blade would have mm -hmm. been years earlier. Yeah, you know, it's 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 wild to think how far we've come. I mean, in our lifetime, just just in our lifetime, when it, like there are so many like we're and we're mainly getting it from Marvel and then some stuff from DC, but there's so much like quality, uh, so many quality stories and quality characters in comic books. And now it's now they're becoming a resource that there's that Hollywood is starting to tap into um, and for, for the small screen and the big screen. So I, I just it's wild to think like how, you know, when we were little, like they weren't even look, doing the proper research for that kind of shit. It's so annoying. Yeah, great, crazy stuff here. Uh, Donald Glover and his brother Stephen worked on an early draft of the script and developed T'Challa's relationship with Shuri specifically. So, very hmm. interesting stuff there. Hmm. Didn't know that at all. Yet again, no, no. But yeah. I could see that though. Donald Glover, that he seems like someone you would want to tap into. You know, he's uh, he's a great resource. Dude, how do they how do they not make that Deadpool show that he was supposed to write the animated Deadpool? Show oh, that's right. I didn't. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, so yeah. if 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 Marvel wants to do some like edgy stuff, you know, I mean, not Marvel, um, uh, Disney. I don't think they will, but who knows? They they brought they're bringing back. They, they got all the Daredevil stuff and whatnot on there and Punisher. Let's get some some weird Deadpool shit and uh, bring Donald Glover in for that, please. We'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Moon Knight, which is starting up this week here. So oh, we'll see how, how right. weird they want to go. Coogler oh, yeah. uh, had early hopes of incorporating Craven the Hunter in some form of the film, but Marvel didn't have the rights to the character. Of course, we're seeing Sony develop that with a uh, three-named actor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's going to go so well. Too. We'll see. We'll see so how it goes. Sad. Uh, to prepare for the role, Jordan studied Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton, Tupac Shakur. Uh, he also cited Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in The Dark Knight as influences for Eric Killmonger. I, this is only surface-level research on my end, but I thought I saw something like that he kind of had to do a lot of work after 
portraying Killmonger too to kind of like wind down from everything that he like from all the stuff that he kind of had going through his head and everything. Um, very like I, I think that's all that kind of stuff is really interesting. Like just you know because we hear about Leto right and where he's like method and he has to do all these other things where you know Michael B. Jordan we don't hear that kind of stuff about him at least not yet. Um, and he's putting on this great on-screen portrayal and everything. And it's just and it's a big bounce back for him in terms of you know Marvel portrayals too. Well, well, it's interesting too, right? Because that's what makes the character so good is that it's uh, he's rooted. He's right. He's right mm. in his in his theory, but is in the, the way that he's going about it. He's a radical, so it's like mm. it, you're you're you know every every radical is right right up into the line. Be, you know, they cross yeah. that line at some point. So it's, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a, a, just a great performance, and and I think you can kind of see of all those names in there that that those influences kind of uh being adopted into that i think that one's a good one but i do think i gotta go with the wesley snipes one because that's Unreal, just right? wild yeah. how they just did such little research for that that's a great find by you one of your better ones yeah and the uh for the terrence howard howard award for uh casting what ifs this is just a, a pickup from our uh civil war notes sir because it wasn't really a whole lot they uh I ryan coogler uh, yeah, it, it was all very deliberate. It felt like um, uh, uh, Ryan Cooler was very deliberate in who he chose. Well, there you go. So Good I think that was that. But you know, Black Panther again. Just to re-highlight, we have uh, Dijman Hansu uh, Karath from from the MCU. You might might recognize mm -hmm. uh, Adewale Akanui Ajabale. He's a uh, <laughs> Uh, an elf in Thor two. Wow, I just butchered that name. So okay. Uh, oh, curse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, was up for the role. Boris Chestnut, Michael J. White, Chuedo, uh, Jodafor, uh, Mordo, John Boyega, and of course, Wesley Snipes. They were all up for the role. Okay. Uh, it, the only other one I could find was Sterling K. Brown, who mm -hmm. ended up playing Jobu, um, was up for the role of Mbaku, which I, I mean, he's kind of like a bigger dude in the sense of like, he seems like he's tall and like, mm -hmm. you know, trim and stuff like that. But Mbaku's like, I mean, he's a mountain of a man. It's he just, looks like he kind of has that bigger, like bigger build. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think they got that one right. But mm -hmm. if we're talking about casting, what ifs too, I feel like, um, I, I don't, I would not have, I don't think I would have liked Boyega or, uh, edge of four, uh, played Mordo. I don't know about Michael J. White. I can't remember the last time I saw him in something. Um, the only thing I, I would think I, and again, Bozeman did awesome. I just looking back, he looked small, like mm. scrawny. And I would have liked a more, like look at like Michael B. Jordan Woods like look yep. cut up and maybe I don't know where this falls in line with Creed so maybe that fault fell like back to back with the training uh, and stuff that but would like help. he looked beefy and cut you know yeah. Bozeman yeah. looked a little a little like like cat like I get it Black Panther right that that fits but I, I yeah. don't know I would have liked him to be just a little bit more. I don't know. More if, muscular. I don't think, though, in terms of portrayal, that any of these other guys. I'm trying to blank on more. Yeah. Chestnut. I don't think any of these other guys would have done a better job, no, including I, I think you're right. Um, But moving on to the I Am Inevitable Award for Best Quote, um, we have Great, another broken white boy for us to fix uh, from Shory. Then we have This Corset is Really Uncomfortable. So can we all wrap this thing up and go home? Also from Shory. That one I can understand where you're like, that's a little bit corny. Like, look at like the first time, funny. Second yeah. time around, maybe not as much. Uh, Killmonger really makes you think on this one. Um, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That was like, you know, that's the one that's the one to me. I mean, that's yeah. that's the stay away line there. That's the big takeaway for me. Yeah, there. that one was a lot. And then um, with Killmonger, he also says, is this your king when he's mm -hmm. fighting T'Challa? Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm. one that sticks with us. And hi, auntie. 
That's yeah. another one. Like that. So I, I, to me, it's between that one and the just bury me in the ocean. I think that the the latter one has to get the vote here. But you had one, I think, too. Yeah. So the, and then again, this is like you know, so it's filled with so many again heavy moments, heavy dialogues, particularly between you know T'Challa and, and T'Chaka and, and Killmonger and Nujobu, those those father son kind of relationships. There, uh, I found those to be impactful. But uh, this one again kind of on the diplomacy aspect that we talk about on black panther uh is saying in times of crisis the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers yeah uh, that's it's, good stuff it's a good one yes definitely a good one um but killmonger ends up winning out in this one he didn't win the movie but he won is it out. yeah it, i mean you could take it's just just bury me in the ocean but is this your king and high auntie uh, any one of those two would also be be acceptable in my terms. Yeah, I think it's those those three are the best ones, and then maybe the, the T'Challa one. Yeah. Um, then we move over to the sad Bucky Barnes Award for who lost the movie. I think there's only one candidate, Wes. It's Wakabi. Yeah, it, it, it's Wakabi. And you know, maybe this is in poor taste, but uh, obviously, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But there was a time uh, after Black Panther came out where he looked like he was so tired of doing the, the Wakanda forever Black Panther pose that like he seems like exhausted from doing all that stuff. So uh, maybe he had other things going on, but that was like a well, very yeah. funny meme uh, going around. There's, he was just like looking like uh, I have to do another Wakanda forever thing. Like hmm. when you were just known for that and that was such a big role, it's like you, you can't go anywhere without people stop and you'd be like Wakanda forever <laughs> yeah you know what's funny though is with other couldn't run away from it we've seen it with other actors where it's like they don't want to like Chris Evans right wasn't that a thing for a while it's like he doesn't want to play Captain America forever because he wants to take on other roles and he's done pr a pretty good job pivoting out of it um Knives Out is one of the first ones that comes to my mind where he's just like totally different guy and awesome in that role still see him as Captain America a little bit but still definitely different Whereas like, you know, Vigo Mortensen, I just see him as everyone. I don't see him as anything else. Orlando Bloom, I know he was Will Turner, but not quite as much. But Chadwick Boseman played some pretty heavy hitters before he played um, T'Challa as well. And he was still doing stuff afterwards. I mean, what was the, uh, was it a Spike Lee movie that he did afterwards? That was a Netflix um, original? I didn't, I didn't watch that one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, but like he was, like if it hadn't been for the freaking cancer, he was going to keep going strong. As much as he might have been recognized as Black Panther more, he was not going to be like... Um, I know Mark Hamill's kind of reinvented himself, especially as a voice actor. But like, what else is Mark Hamill really known for? He's Luke Skywalker. Like, I don't think T'Challa was going to run into that. Or, uh, wow, huh, I say that. Yeah. And look at well, what's happening. So you might be proving my point. Yeah, there. I may be wrong. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Well, shit. All right. Anyways, what what do we got next? The Joe J. Jonah Jameson Award for Best Performance by a Side Character. Uh, take your pick here. Short Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, anyone else that I'm missing? Martin Freeman uh, makes a makes a couple of nice uh, uh, appearances there. I this is a tough one. I like Shuri a lot in this one, but Mbaku really grows on me in time too. Um, the the Dora Milaje in general are just really badass. Um, I think I think I got to go with Okoye as representative of the Dora Milaje just because of how awesome okay. they were. That's a really tough call. Those three are all pretty awesome. It's Mbaku for me. Mbaku all yeah, the way. Can't, you can't go wrong. You, you can't with any of them. Um, and, yeah. and then we have the Edith Award for who won this movie. Yeah, I think, you know, we just get the winner out of the way. Uh, Chadwick Boseman with a close runner-up to Michael B. Jordan. I think that's yep. probably probably what it goes there. But yep. a couple a couple of nominees, uh, Kendrick Lamar, you know, he's all over this album here. And I, I think, you know, probably wins a, the, the Grammy that he was supposed to win. 
Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not, maybe not there, but, uh, the MCU also getting the villain, right. Uh, too, for a while. That, so they kind of runs into, you know, a, a long string of that, but then you get, you know, Baron Zemo, which I think is a step in the right direction. Then you get Vulture, a better step in the direction and you get this. So this is a good run for them right here. Hella was right before this too. Wasn't she? Yes. Yes. Yeah. As well. Hella's, oh, she's, oh, she's, I, that, that, the thing, the, the bad thing about her is that they killed her off. I mean, maybe you could bring her back, but right. That was one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But Michael B. Jordan is, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is definitely number two. Um, but Chadwick Boseman was the, the big winner for this one. hundred percent. That's it. I think, right? I think that's it. I think okay. we cleared out. I think we All cleared right. house here. I think we, we got everything. That is, uh, so we put that back into the MCU vault for us. Uh, we got, it's been a while since we've done one of those. So sure it'll be a while before we do our next one. I don't even know what's uh, next on the block for us, but um, it's time for us to turn to the discharge deep Jeez. on out. Yeah, it, it actually, it might be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might be No Way Home. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. Or, or Infinity War? No, I feel like No Way Home, wasn't that the first one after Infinity War? No. Yes. Yes, yeah, it was. It was yeah, No it was. Way Home. Yeah. So it's, it's like Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Or, or Infinity War. Yeah, probably Captain Marvel. That one's going to take a huge dip in my my voting. I know that already. But Yeah, well, we got we got 26 27 properties here so i think mm. we we could be in good shape by the time the multiverse of madness comes around we might have this wrapped up if we try and rush it yeah yeah it's gonna be close no, it's gonna know. be close we, i mean we're we gonna do a rewatch for spider-man um uh no way home i don't know we we reviewed that didn't we yeah i mean it, we were but we reviewed captain marvel i think actually so now we have actually done some form of review for every single um, i see ah. yeah for every single one yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. This is, this is a step here. Look at we us. Might, excuse me. We might be able to make a letterbox finally. A definitive letterbox with all of our rankings of the oh, MCU. Oh, you oh, you, you might be right. Okay. Well, we got to do Captain Marvel Rush because that was so early on in our reviewing like I experience. Agree. Yeah, we we were rookies. We didn't know what we were doing. We we're just aiming at a hole. Definitely gave it too high. Gave yeah. it too high of a grade. Probably, probably finished too early. Mm, yes, I see the route that you're taking. I'm not going to go down that path with you. Mm, I'm um, surprised instead, you picked it up. Instead, I'm going to turn. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Uh, instead, <laughs> I'm going to turn into the Discharge Depot. Um, all aboard. Uh, rant, rant. Something just fell in my house. I don't know what that was. I, I heard that as well. Noise. I'm yeah. assuming someone was knocking at the door. Um, no, but either way, me out. <laughs> how was San Diego? Besides, I, it was great. The, the zoo, uh, completely opposite of what I, what I anticipated. So, uh, that was great. Again, like you didn't on, believe me. Yeah. Well, I, I was happily, uh, I was happily proven wrong. How was that? Yeah. You know, glad to hear. I, Great, great day. We got like, a whole lot of action from the lions and the tigers and the gorillas. Like so, a lot of movement. Lot, you know, the uh, uh, other monkeys, the the baboons and stuff like so that. many monkeys. Up. Yeah, so many monkeys. The only one I didn't get to see, I didn't see some of the reptile stuff. Not a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely saw yeah. some crocs, but the um, I didn't see the rhino. Didn't come, wasn't out when I was there. It was the only one I didn't see. It was asleep when we were there, so it didn't. Yeah, huh. We didn't really get it. Yeah, that's weird. What it was you? out, but. What was your favorite one if you had to pick? Uh, well, the lions and tigers were really like active for us. They tigers, were, they were moving, and we got like a, the lion doing kind of like a pride rock sort of thing, like out in like the edge. Like, it was kind of cool, yeah. Uh, so that that was cool, and then the uh, the gorillas were like right up, right up on us, yeah. You know, so like right up, right up against the glass. Why so can't got I even, right. I don't. I can't even remember the gorillas. Maybe we missed the gorillas, and 
I've never seen the baboons uh, mm -hmm. and all the different kinds of monkeys. Um, I remember seeing the tigers. Did you see the hippo? Uh, the hippo was not out when we were there. Oh, um, okay. Well, there you go. So you saw the, the, the gorillas. I, didn't, I don't think I saw the gorillas. That's weird. Anyways, but I'm glad you had a lot of fun at the zoo because it's, it's it's like anybody you talk to, it's just, it is awesome. It is unlike any other zoo, period. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, and you're, you're right. It had like the enclosures and kind of like the moats that were dick. So ducked down. I still kind of feel bad for some of the bigger animals there. That's kind of my, my issue. I'm well, they apparently I saw this after the fact, I don't know if they like rotate them in and out, but like they have another thing in like this, I think it's in San Diego as well. Um, It's like a, a, a larger like preserve kind of thing. Um, and you can like drive through it, right? I saw yeah. something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I hope that they kind of mix them in and out. You know, I mean, put them here sometimes and bring them back. But I don't know how that works. But yeah, that is like it's fun. But then at the same time, it's like they're just stuck yeah. in this one area, just going in circles and eating, and that's really it. Man, they that, they got to move, man. They got to be able to move like that. But yeah, so that, that San Diego was a great time. California was great. Again, driving around the, with the top down and the Camaro uh, on, on all the uh, highways and the. 505s, 405s, Pacific Coast Highway. Traffic is crazy, so I don't know how people deal deal with it all the time. LA it's intimidating. It's like seven lanes of traffic that two are constantly ending. Like uh -huh. two are exit only, and then the next two are exit only. And then before you know it, you're like in the left lane again. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. God bless you for doing that. No, thank you. We did we did Uber and Lyft the entire time we were there. Next See, I find that to be like incredibly annoying. You just have to sit there and wait for someone all the time. And like there was always it, was like a five minute drive, like five minutes away. Like I, you also did LA and San Diego. I only did San Diego, so that's yeah, a big yeah, difference. Yeah. Huge difference. If I was doing what you did, probably would have at least rented a car for a day. Like like at least that. Because it was no, nice. No it, it was it was good stuff. And again, uh, restaurants were great. Food were great. Weather was great. Biggest little Italy in the country. Wild. Never would have guessed. But who Yeah. I, it seems weird, too. And they have all these, like, signs for, like, all of the Italian-Americans who won Academy Awards, like, acting mm. and stuff. And yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. How can you claim, like, Leonardo DiCaprio? I, I don't know. Or, like, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Robert De Niro. I, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to keep the focus on San Diego for you this week because, uh, I was, I was really curious about hearing. Well, how have you been? It's been, I feel it's been like a long time since oh, I've yeah, seen cause it. we did the, um, yeah, cause we had, the, that's right. We had, so actually, you know, uh, so I don't know if Dor Dork's got something in the works that's kind of involving the entire oh, I gotta DSP. do that. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Um, and I finished mine. I had to actually retcon it after watching this because I just, I had this a little lower on my list originally. And then I made a couple other adjustments. Um, mm -hmm. but I actually had to, I hadn't watched um scott pilgrim i'd never watched it before it had been forever since kick-ass and um like just re-watching re those man um like scott pilgrim good i don't think it i don't know if it's uh, gonna be featured in my conversation mm -hmm. or it's not yeah, kick-ass right, yeah. kick-ass definitely is though man and it's just like looking back on it i i gotta i actually don't think i ever saw kick-ass too though i gotta go back and watch that but some some fun shit for sure but nothing nothing too crazy um on my end at this stage though no Okay, just living life. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so that – oh, geez. So I guess that means it's time for – Shared Gooniverse. I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm going to wear That's that. And, yeah, that was brutal. Um, so for <laughs> hashtag dork this week, Wes, we got Will Smith versus Chris Rock and top 10 Draculas. Okay. Uh, for okay. Mac and Goo, I know I have no idea what they're doing. I know they did a news dump and they talked about Will Smith and Chris Rock. So definitely want to hear Mac's take. 
they also talked about winter movies, uh, the, all the movies that they've seen this past winter uh, before that came out. So I don't know. Again, their timeline, I don't know how that lines up. Yeah, the, I have no clue what the hell is going on with them. In terms, I don't even know like what their consistent days that they record anymore. It's so confusing. Yeah, and March but, Mac- Magnus, right? They're doing that I, to the uh, Elite Eight, Final Four. I don't know what PCP is doing. I have no clue. Um, it's tough to keep track of them these days. It's probably something wrestling related. I, I know they're recording something on um, – on Tuesday at 7.30 in the morning because I got the notification as we were recording the show that they're going to be doing something. So we'll oh, see. What, what nice. Actually, probably if I click on that notification, this is why you want to follow, uh, if you're on Facebook, follow the DSG over there. But because um, you'll see, you'll get notifications about that kind of stuff, just like from us. It's not showing up on my phone, of course. Um, okay. Okay. But then from TLDR, we are doing our uh, April solicit. We're doing it a little bit early because we got other stuff in the uh Plans for the first week of April. I've heard it both ways. Season four, I believe episode seven of Psych. And then for the streamers, make sure you follow Doc. Uh, he actually just hosted a DSG Mario Kart Invitational yes. recently. A lot of fun. Um, you follow him on uh, Twitch at Batcracker. You find Shime over there at Shime Time. And then Davey and Keith do their streaming on YouTube only on hashtag Dork's YouTube page. We are doing wow. Morbius next week, right? I think we I think we figured it out. I think we solved it, right? We got to yeah. do it. Yeah. Pretty sure. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Or we're going to have fun ripping it, which is always good, uh, too. It's going to be fun. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> until next week. Yes, yeah, same bad time, same bad place, baby. <laughs> <laughs>